Welcome everyone in to another issue of the Comic Buggies podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm not here with Mark nor Sean, but this is episode 137. Uh, thank you so much for listening wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is always brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Today, Wednesday, December 29th, 2021 is New Comic Book Day. Go out there and visit Fremont. Actually, he's not open the rest of the week, unfortunately, so if you didn't get in today, you'll have to wait for tomorrow. But uh, yeah, go in there and get your pull list set up. Alex will have everything you need, new and old. But I have a very special guest. Uh, you heard her on the podcast last week for our first annual naughty or nice list for 2021 but my wife danielle is here to talk about not only i don't i totally forgot about this until i'm saying it right now but we need to talk about the whole season of hawkeye and going forward and then spider-man no way home so i'm gonna put it in the show notes i'm gonna put it in the title of the episode spoilers right now please go out and watch those two things before you come back and um and listen to this podcast but episode 137 is gonna be kind of shorter obviously than normal we're not going to talk about sports or really comic books just these two things kind of round out the year and give you guys something to enjoy uh to start your 2022 but sweetheart how are you doing i'm good thank you and like you said if you have not watched either press pause press stop do not continue listening yeah, for sure. I mean, there's so many things to talk about, so many things to get into um, as far as the... Well, let's start with Hawkeye, because Spider-Man was like... Just... Epic. Like, mind-blowing in every single sense of the term. Um, so, Hawkeye is now the fourth show in the now, um, you know, kind of ongoing series of shows on Disney+. Plus <clears throat> In the MCU, kind of, it's definitely coinciding with each other and with the movies and everything, with the upcoming multiverse that's going to happen. That's just going to be thrown in our face for the next couple of years. Um, so Hawkeye was cool. Um, it, it definitely started like the other three shows for me. Like the first half of the season was kind of just okay. And then it started getting better and better and better. And all of a sudden, the end of episode five and into all of episode six was just mind blowing and, and really, really cool in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. I think all of these shows, first couple episodes are set up episodes. They're setting everything up for the big end. And I'm sad that this was only six episodes, like they all have been. They've all been really good. And I know they probably won't, but I hope that they continue them in some fashion. Um, I was really impressed with Haley Steinfeld. I thought her character was perfect. She did that character. Excuse me. She acted that character perfectly. Um, Kind of the naivete teenage attitude, I can do everything, are there consequences, not really have a a deep understanding of the world. And then she's thrown into that, even from a young age, having to see Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye, jump off the building during the New York alien fight scene. And then everything happening with her mom and just not knowing what's going on, but then boom, thrusted into it. And she's got to hold on tight. Because it was a wild ride. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and just, you know, kind of going the gist and just going from beginning to end, you know, her mom is now engaged to uh, the swordsman, but we don't know who, you know, we don't know who the swordsman is until... Do you have confirmation that he's the swordsman or is that your speculation? Yeah, no, I looked up his name. I looked up his name and and it said on like Wikipedia, like his name. Um, So... 
He's kind of, ha- you know, she kind of has her little like, like ifs, like, eh, you know, about the, the fiance. And then so she goes and sneaks into where they're having like a black uh, market, like auction mm-hmm. of these different things from the crash site or the, you know, the demolition of, of Stark Tower. And so um, then, of course, the track star or the, the, the track, track suits, suits, the track suits, they come in. This is a, just a gang and they kind of... Uh, you know, bust up the party and they want to steal a specific item from that um, auction. And so what ends up happening is, is that Kate Bishop, she ends up stealing the uh, Ronin suit, you know, the Ronin suit from when Hawkeye, when the snap happened and then he just kind of went, went off, off the, the rails, rails. and, uh, and became Ronin uh, for, for those at least, you know, close to five years. So, she does that. There's people. There's people who are in the know as far as in gangs and in crime and in or, you know organized crime that now think that the Ronin's back. You know, intent and especially catches the eye of uh, Maya, who Ronin killed her father. And this is you know further. You know, more and more things get revealed as we go along, mm-hmm. and then so. Um, Jeremy Renner finds out about Ronan and sees that the suit is like, you know, he sees on the news like, what the hell? You know, he's in New York with his, his two, his three kids seeing the show that, you know, Oh my God, the corniest Broadway play. The Avenger. Yeah. They made like a Hamilton or a, you know, wicked, uh, version of the attacks, uh, from the first Avengers movie. And it was really, really corny. So anyways, so he has to stay back because he has to investigate this whole Ronan thing. Meets and get the suit. Yeah, and get the suit. So meets up with Kate Bishop, and then they go on some kind of adventure, um, you know, trying to figure out what the, you know, the, the track suits are up to and, and who's this and, and who's Jack and, you know, and what he's all about. And um, the guy's murdered. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, Duquesne or, or Dufresne or I forgot what his name is, but an older fellow, an older gentleman who was with Jack at the auction was stabbed to death. So that's why they think it was Jack who did it. Um, and just tons of things happen. Tons of things are unveiled. Um, it uh, turns out that um, the mother... Yeah, Armand, that's right. Uh, but what was the last name? Like Duquesne, right? Duquesne or Dufresne? Yeah. So, something like that. Yeah, Duquesne. Um, so it turns out, you know, like episodes later, that really the person who was pulling the strings and wanting to get the the um, Armand uh, murdered was the mom. Mm-hmm. And she was working with none other than, I'll let you go ahead and continue this, because this, this was a total mind blow. I had no idea. There was no like rumors or anything about this unveilment. But dude, crazy. I do have one question, though. Did we ever find out why the mom wanted Armand murdered? Or was that just an order from... Dun, dun, dun. Kingpin! Oh, Oh, that's Spider-Man. Okay, yeah. But yeah, Kingpin. And I have, I don't know, it's kind of hard for me to believe that Kingpin is not a meta human in some force because how are you ran over by a car and all these horrible things happen to you and you survive them? That's impossible. But I mean, it is comic book and apparently he is some like freak human, just not like a Superman meta human. Yeah, I think I think he's just like, like built like a brick house. But did you, we you ever know? find out why Armand was mur- needing to be murdered? I'm guessing it was from it came from the top. It came from um, from Wilson Fisk. Mm-hmm. Same with Maya's dad being killed and stuff. And the and the only reason why um, uh, the mom was involved was because the fa- the the dad, her husband, who was killed during the attacks of during the Avengers, uh, the war. See, it's it's crazy how all this is kind of being coincided with you know th- uh, events that happened from the first Avengers movie, and so 
Um, he had a huge debt to pay to Wilson Fisk. He then dies, and your debt doesn't die. It just gets transferred over to your significant other, as we know in the real life, too. So the mom is now kind of pulling the strings, and of course, she owns her own like security company. So it's like r- super easy for her to fall under, you know, like, you know, fall under the radar and kind of be hidden. And so she kind of frames Jack for uh, him owning the shell company. Remember that shell company? Yeah, Sloan, the shell company. And then, um, and then Yelena gets involved. You know, now we get uh, Yelena comes in episode five as well, uh, who is of course Black Widow's sister. And she was. uh, We find out later that she was also hired by the mom to kill Jeremy Renner Hawkeye. So because I think that you know she obviously finds out like there's there's a part of the, of the season where um Kate Bishop and and Jeremy Renner Hawkeye Clint they're in the apartment in in the you know talking to the mom like oh yeah we're investigating this this and this like we're pretty much teammates like it was a kind of a funny part so i think at that moment she knew that Hawkeye was getting too close to her and to Wilson Fisk and to the tracksuits and everything going on with them that she had to put the kibosh on that and so it was it was kind of you know sorry you know like Yelena and Kate Bishop had a real cute um you know meeting you know the first like first impression like but it was at the end of the day it was it was all business like she's like i'm sorry like i have to kill him but like you seem like a nice person like you know i just loved her you know she brought that same character and same comedy that she has in black widow to this show well let me stop you right there because i think it's something that we need to kind of acknowledge the chemistry between yelena and kate bishop is unmatched they're frenemies or future frenemies um and also, I think the actress that plays Yelena is incredible. And for her to be able to have that kind of connection um, with Kate Bishop, almost like a mentorship role while, you know, trying to complete this business assassination job, whatever. And then towards the end, that scene with Yelena and Jerm and Hawkeye at the end mm-hmm. where he comes clean about what happened to Natasha. She doesn't believe him. And maybe he deserves a little bit of a butt whooping. She gives it to him just for, like she said, you didn't fight hard enough. Um, but I like the way that they've honored Black Widow. Um especially after that following up from her movie and really getting into the connection between those characters, feeling the pain that she felt. And we also didn't know at the time that Yelena was blipped. We didn't know that until that scene where she went to the other widow's apartment trying to free her. And so to come back from the blip and find that your sister's gone, you have no real answers to what happened to her. It's it's got to be a hard thing to deal with. Yeah, she has like survivor's guilt because now she knows that her sister was one of the reasons why she's there to begin with and how she didn't stay blipped, you know? Like she single-handedly with the rest of the half of the Avengers, they did this, you know? They kicked Thanos' ass, they brought all of us back and it's because of, you know, like I couldn't do anything because I was gone for five years, you know? And so the show pretty much rounds up where uh, they stop Wilson Fisk. They, you know, we don't know if Wilson killed Maya or not. Yeah, we we heard a gunshot um, because Maya th- finds out that her it was that her brother, her cousin. I think it was her cousin, right? Who the guy with the neck tattoos no, and she ended up stabbing like her lover. Oh, really? Yeah, they weren't related. Oh, I thought they were. They related. They were like in love with each other. 
Leave a comment if you know for sure. I thought they were family. No. Mm-mm. Oh well. So they find out the. Um, so she ends up killing the 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 the, the lover. You know the other guy, Kazi. Kazi, and they also find out that Wilson Fisk had a hand in killing her father. So she comes with a gun at the very end. Um, after um, Kingpin has a run in with Kate Bishop, they fight for a little bit. He kind of kicks her ass, but you know, then she uses the arrow with the electricity and kind of electrocutes him. The mom runs him over with the car, and so they finally get. A, uh, he finally gets away because they cut to a scene where Kate Bishop actually gets her mom arrested. There was, you know, it was, it's, it's pretty crazy how, you know, like, how would you feel? Like your mom did all of this, put everyone's in, in, in harm's way, even though you kind of had your t- hands tied behind your back, you had no real, like you, you had no choice. Your husband did a bad, bad thing with a bad, bad person. And now you have to repay that debt. But at the end of the day, um, Kate Bishop did the right thing and had her mom arrested. And then, and then in that, going back to what we were talking about, Maya has a gun the ca- the camera fades up and you just hear a gunshot. Obviously, they wouldn't unveil Wilson Fisk um, to be you know in the MCU, you know, coming from the Netflix show because it is the same actor who plays Wilson Fisk, uh, Kingpin from the Netflix show. But uh, but yeah, gunshots heard, uh, and then Hawkeye reunites with his family. Finally, you know, it was, it was like like every episode was, are you coming home now? No, are you coming home now? And they were afraid that he wasn't going to get home for Christmas, but he shows up Christmas morning with all these presents. And Kate Bishop comes with the one-eyed puppy. What was his name? Pizza? Like pizza, pizza dog or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was a good show. Um, was there any, any other cutscene? What would you rate it? Out of 10? Uh, I'd give it a... It, it was going to be like a five, like a four or five. But after those last two, like the unveilment of Kingpin and what happened in episode six with the Elena and everything, I'd give it a solid seven. Where does it fall in your Marvel shows? Um, shoot, man, it's kind of tough because like Loki's like the same thing to me though. Like it, like well, lo- while like- you're thinking about that, I just want to clear up. Mm-hmm. Kazi met Maya when they were kids in karate class. So they grew up oh. being childhood best friends. Didn't they show that when she took down yes. the big, the big uh, mm-hmm. um, black kid when she mm-hmm. was okay, okay. All right. Anyways, uh, so thank you for that uh, clarification. You were right. Thank you for proving me wrong as usual. But uh, I would probably, um, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, after the first two episodes, fine. It's it's like, what the hell is going on here? But WandaVision is number one for me. WandaVision is number one. And then this is like 2A. Uh, Loki's 2B and then, you know, uh, Hawkeye and Winter Soldier are 2C. Like, I can't really, like, say because there are, you know... Oh, the, I can say. The beginning parts of each season are like, okay, it's okay. And then the last couple episodes are like, whoa, I would actually put Falcon Winter Soldier's last. I agree. That and then Hawkeye now is probably 2. Really? Above Loki. Like, Loki kind of unveiled, like the beginning of this multiverse thing and uh you know king the conqueror gets unveiled in this too but nah I, I, hawkeye with wilson fisk and like actually like wilson fisk is just like you know he's just the muscle you know like that's what makes him so cool he's like kind of real like us like batman is he's not an alien he's not a meta he's just big and strong like that's what kind of makes it more real for me you know more realistic and uh, so I, I put that too yeah i put that too WandaVision 1, Loki. Loki 2, Hawkeye 3, Winter Soldier 4. Okay. All right. So all you comic bookie fans, uh, please chime in. Tell us what you thought of the show. Give your rating as well. Um, but now on to bigger and better things. This is Yeej. 
huge, 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 huge. I'm going to give my rating of this movie before I even get to review it. Um, <clears throat> I would put this in my Mount Rushmore of superhero movies. Uh, I would put this one, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home with The Dark Knight, and then Avengers Infinity War, and then probably, I mean, probably Endgame, you know? Endgame or maybe Iron Man, uh, Thor, Ragnarok. You can make arguments for a couple of those other movies, but for sure, for sure, for sure, hands down top three uh, in no particular order. Spider-Man, No Way Home, The Dark Knight, and um, uh, Avengers Infinity War. I put Infinity War above Endgame. So, um, I mean, do you want to give you... fall on your Marvel list, though? Is it number one on your all-time Marvel movie? Or is Infinity War still number one? Hmm... Infinity War is probably still number one, but I don't know. Okay, but sweetheart, give your review of the, that movie and kind of where it falls into into yours before we get into our No Way Home review. Okay. Um, so I'm torn, and here's why. I'm basing, I don't read the comic books, but I'm basing like the emotional effect that movies have on me on how I rate them. So, I cried three times in Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, the last time I, cr- the last set of tears was pretty, uh, pretty heavy. I was sobbing. But Endgame had me sobbing from the movie theater into the car, into the car driving home. And, like, if I talked about it again, I would, like, get a lump in my throat feeling. And some people might be being like, wow, that's a little much. But you get emotionally invested in these movies, especially when they take up so many years of your life. So I think that's why Endgame has such an effect on me. However, Spider-Man, I mean, that first one came out in 2002. That's almost 20 years ago. So I don't know. There's a lot of years there, too. I'm going to have to still, Endgame is still my number one. And Spider-Man No Way Home is one and a half, two. Oh, yeah? Okay. I give it definitely, though, like 11 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is I, I haven't come across a lot of superhero movies that would make me want to go see it twice. You know, like not a lot of movies do this for me, but like if someone else, like me and totally. you, like me and you saw it, right? Or, and then and now if like, if, if myself or Mark or Sean would be like, hey, I have an opportunity to go see this, like I would go see it again. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like all six of us, all, all three couples, like, hey, let's go and see this. I would go see it again. I would be like, eh, now let's go see uh, Encanto or let's go see, um, you know, like whatever other movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, one other thing, too, that I like about what Marvel did is they didn't give the Disney ending. Like, things did not end well. And we don't know how he's going to recover and move forward. But, like, things didn't happen in a happy way. Things didn't end great. Um, as we also know, the multiverse thing is going to be happening. So, like, shit's really about to hit the fan. But Peter Parker did not get the Disney ending in the end. And that really pissed me off because I feel so incredibly sad for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of, there's tons of things that happened, you know, there, uh, him and, 
uh, you know, they're two friends. I mean, they're, they're trying to get into MIT. They're applying to all these schools. Uh, but I mean, the beginning of, but everything, the wrench gets thrown in the beginning because it kind of takes off from what happened in Far From Home mm-hmm. when uh, Mysterio unveils in that video that, oh, and, and of course he doctors it to make it seem like those drones killed him. But he unveils, you know, Peter Parker to be Spider-Man. So everyone knows that he's Spider-Man. And lies about how he died. Yeah, so of course. Spider-Man is an enemy. He's public enemy number one. And so now um, they're not getting into all these schools because their affiliation with Spider-Man, you know. And so what happens next is, is that uh, I'm sure if you know, if you've seen the trailer, that he goes to Doctor Strange and he tries to find a spell that uh, erases everyone's memory, you know, takes it away, you know. Except... Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's how that, that's what you saw in the trailer, and what, and what kind of pissed me off about how everything comes to be. It did happen, but I I don't know. I guess in the moment, watching the movie didn't piss me off as much. You know, it was uh, you know he tried to make everyone forget that he was uh, Spider Man, but then as he's doing the spell, he requests, oh, you know, Aunt May, can, can Aunt May? Oh, well, like Aunt May needs to know, and MJ. so he and so he kind of takes out like a little string from the from the uh, MJ's mind, yeah, so f- or well, from the Aunt spell, May. right? So so MJ, you know, it knows Aunt May knows, you know, and who else did he say? Did he Ned. Say, yeah, Ned. Yeah, Ned needs to know. And so he happy. asked, and, and oh, that's right, and happy. So as soon as he's like happy, you know, like everything goes awry, and like there's a big explosion and everything, and then um, we think it's good. Yeah, we, th- we yeah we think it's okay. Like nothing really happens. And then he goes right? and sees the lady at MIT. That's right. She's and then that's when. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. She tries to catch the lady who's going to the airport from MIT. Like, dude, like, you need to talk to somebody, like, from admissions. <laughs> That's funny. Dr. Sherman's like, you didn't call anybody. You just got the letter of, you know, of... of and uh, you came straight here? Of rejection. Then you came straight here to make a spell. You didn't talk or make a phone call or anything, you know? So... But I also think that's important. It shows Peter's age. It shows that at the end of the day, yeah. he's still a kid. Yeah, so he goes to like it's it's, it's like an it's like a, a bridge or a freeway. There's an off ramp, right? And so he's talking to the lady, and then all of a sudden, Doctor Octopus comes in, and then you know she, she kind of fights with him, rips his mask off. You're not Peter Parker, like you know you kind of saw that in the trailer too. So then what happens is is that um, I think Green Goblin shows up um, as well. Uh, obviously, he gets away. obviously he gets away, and then something happens where Doctor Strange takes Peter. And Dr. Octopus back down into one of his layers down into the Sanctum Centaurum. Um, now it's got all, it's, it's like its own little prison, right? And so, we, you know, and then there's Dr. Octopus and trying to, you know, and then Dr. Strange and Peter Parker try to find information like, where are you from? You know, like, you're at my Peter Parker. And so that's what kind of. Uh, you know, clicks in Dr. Strange's mind like, oh, you know, we've just opened up this universe. Like, he lives in not this earth he is fighting peter parker and well what happened he's, he's you're says, not his peter parker he says we've erased everyone's mind here that knows peter parker but we've opened it up for people in other multiverses who do know peter parker to now come through so the whole premise of the movie without having to just talk about the whole movie itself is they have to find all of the things what do you call them enemies of Peter Parker yeah. that have come through from other multiverses to get them back. Yeah, and then if you've seen the trailer, if you've done any kind of research, you know uh, Green Goblin's in it. Um, is, is it is it Jamie Foxx's yeah. Electro guy? Electro. Uh, the Sand guy. Sandman. Lizard guy. I think his name is Reptile. I think that's what his name is. Um, 
And that's it, right? Green, and then Green Goblin. Yeah. And, Green, and then Green Goblin. But um, tons of battles ensue. Um, and then off, and then it was Ned and MJ who actually, like, Ned ends up getting the little, like, brass knuckle looking thing to, like, open. Peter fights with Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's right. And so there's a point in time where uh, Ned and MJ, they open up the portal. Because, like, all of a sudden now. He's just, Ned's messing around. Yeah. So, but and then Ned finds out that he knows magic. He unveils the portal. And who also comes during this whole explosion into the multiverse. Is Spider-Man. So is, they say, hey, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Peter, come here. Hurry. Yeah, Peter, 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 come here. So, so, but who comes to the portal is Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man from the Amazing Spider-Man movies. And my heart dropped in my butt because I was not expecting them to show up because Marvel did such a great job at adamantly denying that they were not having any parts in the movie. I, like the fool that I am, believed them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we get into any Spider-Man, one of the first scenes, remember when he, when uh, Peter was getting legal counsel, they said for him to Oh they my said God. they said for him to lawyer up and uh, I don't know if you catch my drift but like this was Matt like Murdoch This was the hugest that was like the biggest thing like we, like we knew of all these villains but I did not know I literally think both of us sat there and said <gasps> Exactly like there's a huge gasp because you see the uh the cane first and like what you I, know? I didn't, that didn't click That didn't me. click for me at first and then all of a sudden you just see oh my god it was so cool and then someone it's the Same actor from Yeah Charlie Cox. And we loved those in um, on, Netflix. on Netflix. Yeah. Loved it. So, yeah. So he loved And like it was like, what, a week ago that they confirmed that Charlie Cox is, is going to be in the MCU. And we're like, oh, cool. Like, I wonder when he's going to be unveiled. And oh. freaking there it is. And then he catches a break and everyone's like, what? How? How did you have that? You're blind. You're blind. I'm a really How good did lawyer. did you catch that bla- bla- uh, brick right behind you yeah because it came behind him and then he just caught it like yeah I, it, oh my God. this is not live so i can't really like you know show you but he, but he caught it you know behind his back it you know it was about to hit peter in the face and he catches it so anyways so but that was all we see of of matt murdoch uh, daredevil but hopefully you know fingers crossed we get that so so more battles ensue once they bring in toby mcguire and uh andrew garfield then they uh realize that the three of them working together can uh, create a cure for all these guys. They don't have to press this button on the spell and undo everything well, that you, they've done. You've skipped ahead. So skipped so, so first ahead. of all, you said that everyone forgot about Peter. No one did. That that spell got messed up in the beginning and the but so no one forgets who Peter Parker is, Spider Man, when that when the first thing happens. Okay. It only happens at the end. Okay. So you're skipping though. So before the three of them get together uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are at the house, and they can't find Tom Holland, Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. And they see the news about the battle at the apartment complex. Oh, yeah. That's when Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. tragedy number one strikes. Yeah, because the he's- The first time I cried my eyeballs out. Yeah, because um, they- Because Peter- Because Tom Holland uh, figures, instead of sending them back to their world, like- Right now, like right now, to fill out their destiny, to continue their destiny and their fate, and the, to die because a lot of these people died in their respective Spider-Man movies. I can cure you. I can make you like a better human being. So he actually succeeds with Doctor Octopus. He gives him a new chip, and all of a sudden, he's now in control of the arms, uh, whereas the arms were in control of him. And so he's kind of like a good guy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think from from, from that from then on, he went bad. from then on, he's just like the. Dr. Octavius, who we knew uh, from Spider-Man 2 from at least the beginning part of it. And then William Defoe, Green Goblin, is 
supposedly good and then betrays everyone and then they get into a massive fight and long story short it ends up in the death of aunt may Mm -hmm. and that whole acting scene brought me to blubbering tears because aunt may quoted the come with great power comes great responsibility responsibility. Tom Holland had like literally now has nobody else. He has no parents, no Uncle Ben. And then anyway, so fast forward, they're like, we have to find Tom Holland. So where would he go when something bad happens? So they find him at the top of the school. That's right. He is vengeful. He's revengeful. He is he wants to, rage he wants filled. To kill Green Goblin. And so Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire explain to them their tragedies so they so he can understand Mm -hmm. how to deal with it and move forward the reason why that was so hard for me is because right before we left for the movies your mom who's watching Uh it on new year's had just watched the andrew garfield where gwen stacy dies so i'm like oh my god this is all so fresh so they convince the three of them to come together and it was really cute the way that they compared, oh, so, like, are you dating anybody? Oh, well, it's complicated. Uh, are you dating anybody? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, your best friend betrays you and turns into a villain and you have to kill him? Like. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And, and, and Ned goes up to And then Ned was, like, afraid of, like, oh, hey, hey. Like, he was all, like, kind of. I just want to tell you that um, I'll never turn into a bad villain. guy. And try, <laughs> and try to kill, kill you. <laughs> and Tom right. Holland's like, um, uh, all right, cool. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So they so they come up with a plan, um, kind of like a, just like an injector of all of these, uh, either a smoke or, or a, a liquid cure that they're going to. Yeah. It's, it's just a cure for all these people. So they come together. They're in a huge fight at the, at the uh, Statue of Liberty, which they are. Upgraded. They upgraded it. I don't know if they took down the torch that the, that the Lady of Liberty uh, holds up, but up where the torch is, is going to be a Captain America shield, which is pretty cool. So, uh, what happens is, is that they succeed. Epic battle ensues. Yeah, epic battle between the three of them. They come together as a team. They cure Electro. They cure uh, Reptile. uh, They cure Sandman. But the hardest is Green Goblin. Yeah, the hardest is Green Goblin. And, you know, of course, Peter kind of reverting back to his old feelings of killing at May. um, Starts beating the shit out of his ass. Yeah. Like he is three seconds away from from killing him, and then and he picks up his glider to stab him. Yeah, and then Toby Maguire uh, catches it and says, you know, just don't, you know, like don't turn into the person that you don't want really want to be. And then in Green Goblin fashion, stabs Toby Maguire, and I don't know if he's dead. Don't he? He didn't die. Don't worry. For for all of you all watching, no, he didn't die. Oh, but before that, my second crying fit happened because oh, MJ yeah. falls. And it's it's close. MJ Zendaya is falling beautifully, and Andrew Garfield jumps down and saves her at the last second. And Andrew Garfield starts crying mm-hmm. because he was able to save MJ. And because I had just watched the movie before we went to the movies, that was still fresh. And so I started crying because mm-hmm. I was like, he did it. He saved MJ because he couldn't save Quinn like, yeah. I was, like, I was like he, crying. Like he, had, he, yeah, he actually did what he wanted to do. And he cried. What great acting. Yeah. No, he cried. I, I, I think after this movie, there were like, there's no wonder why there was a huge outcry on social media for MJ. Andrew Garfield to get his amazing Spider-Man three, so I mean he did a really good job. Um, the three of them did a really good job. Um, I loved it. N- now, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So what happens is that Doctor Strange then shows up and sa- and and Peter just says, "Just do it, everyone." 
everyone forget me. If, if it's going to just revert everything back and, and all these people are going to go back well, to... Well, you have to say how the whole thing started cracking. So Doctor whole, Strange sees that Peter was right. He could cure them. Yeah, exactly. But then the multiverse starts to crack open like they, you saw in Loki. How it starts so to crack... tell them how, the how it starts to crack open. So, you know, Doctor Strange is like, are you sure? Are you sure? And they have like a, like a touchy moment too where it's like, you know... Because all these people from the multiverse are starting to come into their world. You said you saw Rhino... Craven the Hunter and and um, Uncle John said he saw he saw Craven the Hunter. Okay, and then I saw Rhino and Scorpion. There were a few other ones, but I couldn't really put the so to put stop them, them from coming in to their Earth. Peter says, "Forget it. Do the spell again, the original spell. Everyone and forget everyone me. can forget me." Yeah, so they kind of had a touching moment when when Peter left him. He had to kind of say goodbye for like. You know, so three times of crying. That was my third time of crying. Yeah, because it's like, because you're right. Because he lost Aunt May, and now he loses legit loses everyone. So, um, uh, I know this has been a long story. Actually, not too long. We actually did a pretty good job on this review. But um, Doctor Strange does end up uh, doing the spell correctly, um, closing everything up, and now because um, actually, oh, we totally forgot. Uh, they ended up stabbing um, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, they we, cured him. They cured him. So all of the so all of the bad people are um cured now and then so so now when he does the spell and they go back to their respective worlds they don't have to carry out their destiny or their fate from the movies and die but they're all good so they'll kind of like stop their ways and either maybe go to prison or whatever but at at least they're not bad and they won't die right so then so now the movie ends nobody knows who peter parker is um well they know who peter parker is maybe but they don't know that he's spider-man so go ahead you were gonna say something just one more point of a little easter egg i hope that you guys caught it if not i will share it with you when jamie fox is cured he talks to andrew garfield and was like you live in queens you are this and that i just figured you were black and if only there could be a black Spider-Man. And it's, ooh, they're going to start roping in Miles Morales, which is our daughter's favorite. Yeah, Miles Morales, uh, um, Gwen Stacy, but as, as, as Spider-Gwen, hopefully we'll get some of that action, you know, like into the Spider-Verse, but live action MC. So, yeah, so Tom Holland e- ends up in his apartment all alone. Mm-hmm. MJ doesn't remember him when he goes to the coffee shop. Ned doesn't remember. Yeah. So just the look on his face of like, Wow, like she doesn't like the love of my life does not know who I am. Yeah. Oh, tears. Like Ned and um, Ned and MJ ended up getting into MIT. So like, oh, you excited to go to MIT? Blah blah. blah. So he's kind of having a conversation, but it's like they're meeting for the first time, and it's kind of sad, you know. Really and then sad. and that's how the movie ends. Um, what was the cutscene? What was the cutscene? I I know there was two scenes, folks, for you uh, people who are trying to wait. There's Venom. Um, Oh yeah, in the bar in Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so what happens is, is that um, during this whole spell thing, um, Tom Hardy Venom comes through the multiverse from San Francisco and comes in, and so he's at a bar in Mexico, talking with the bartender, just just you know, shooting the shit and talking about the whole blip thing. Like, wait, half the population disappeared for. So you mean to tell me, me that that we all that half of us disappeared for five years, blah blah blah. And the bartender's like, yeah, my whole family did, blah blah. blah. And then all of a sudden, um, he he disappears. Because this, because that's when Doctor Strange does the actual spell and corrects everything. So he disappears, but then it zooms in on the bar top, and a little itty bitty piece of the venom uh, is left on the table. So there is your segue of venom and carnage and that whole thing coming into the MCU. And um, 
So that was that scene, and then the end-end scene was pretty much just like a, a trailer for the Doctor Strange uh, Which we already saw. movie. We already saw, but some of the things we I, I didn't get a chance to like really you know deep dive and like kind of dissect because my uncle said that there was a scene where you saw a girl with like a jacket with a star on it, and that's a uh, um, America Chavez. So a lot of these different Easter eggs are pointing to like a Young Avengers or like maybe a West Coast Avengers. Um, so like the whole new era of like maybe. Yelena, because remember my theory, uh, um, Yelena and Kate Bishop, maybe She-Hulk, maybe um, and Winter Soldier, uh, Winter Soldier, uh, Captain, <laughs> the new Captain America guy. Remember, uh, well, Black Falcon. Lane, a teach, uh, approaches him at the end of Winter Soldier. Oh show. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, there's tons of things that that could could happen. And remember, we're still getting Morbius. We're still supposed to get Fantastic Four and uh, uh, Blade. We're supposed to get tons of things that are going to add to this MCU over the next four or five years. So, man. And also, the director of this most recent Spider-Man mm. has gone on record as of just a few days ago and confirmed that Tom Holland is not done being Spider-Man, that they are actually in the works of another trilogy set of films featuring Tom Holland. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited. I'm loving the the wave that they are writing. I think... I know my husband, as I'm sure all of you know, is DC through and through his love for Batman, but MCU is doing something special. I mean, there's nothing you can say. There's no other way to put it. Although we did see a BA preview for the new Batman movie. So I'm sure that's exciting. But the emotional grip that these movies have had on not just me, but everyone else is something to mention. I mean, and I think that's what really sets them apart from DC is the years, just the years that they've put in so far to develop these characters and these storylines. And they're coming to an end. And that's a hard pill to swallow when you've enjoyed it for so long. Yeah, but they're they're moving on to to other things too. So now But I want the same characters. Like the idea that Chris Hemsworth isn't going to be Thor is like Yeah. But um I but yeah. Instead. Yeah, Iron Man's dead. Uh, Black Widow's dead. You know, so so we'll see. I mean, we'll see what the future holds for the MCU. I think the next movie, um, I think, is Doctor Strange. I think like in April or May or whatever. So okay. as far as comic book movies are concerned, I think we have the Batman to look forward to in March. So and then Boba Fett. And then Boba Fett came out today as we're recording. So as so once once we press stop on this record, we're actually going to go watch push the uh, yeah puss play. But um, please go and and watch all your Disney Plus um shows, all the MCU shows, because I'm sure they're they're definitely going to have reverberations um throughout the MCU. Uh, it's a, a, as you know, the new Doctor Strange movie has Wanda in it. Correct. Like you know, so so, she, so so she's in it. Refresh your memory. Vision is not going anywhere. He's going to be in it because remember he put his psyche into the other um vision kind of you know body so those two aren't going anywhere falcon winter soldier loki uh hawkeye and now i think lady hawkeye i'm not sure what she's officially called but you know they're all going to be you know in future shows and movies so i can't wait um it's fun entertainment yeah, no, definitely. And then and it's exciting because now I know like when, when our kids get older, when they become, you know, I don't know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, it's because it's, you know, some of it's kind of scary and kind of, you know, yeah. um, 
too much for Maddie. Violent and stuff. But no, yeah, yeah. I mean, not now, but yeah, in, in the coming years, I'll be happy to rewatch everything all over again in order uh, mm-hmm. and, and watch it with the kids. So, um, but yeah, so that's um, mine and my wife's um, review of not only Spider-Man No Way Home, but Hawkeye. So please go out and watch all those movies, all those shows. Again, um, I will put spoilers in the show notes in the title of the episode so you don't make the mistake of listening in and, you know, hearing anything. Unless you're you're like that. Unless you're one a person who like, oh I don't oh, I want everything to be ruined for me before I spend seventeen <laughs> fifty on this on this. It's movie also experience. worth going to see in the theater. That was fun oh, yeah. to see it in the theater. And we didn't and I didn't know this when when I first bought the ticket. I didn't know. I thought I was it's it's yeah. it's standard. Yeah. And, and of course the seats that we're sitting in, there's there's rumblings and then there's that the sound that like if it's on the right side of the screen you can hear it just on the right side and it kind of goes from right to left. And uh, like I just said, the the seats are vibrating when there's an explosion. It's really cool. It was definitely a good experience to be out again because I like to watch a lot of the stuff at home just out of convenience with two little kids. So it was definitely a good movie to watch in the movie theater again. And again, it tied all three Spider-Mans together, all the movies together. Such an emotional, emotional ending yeah, and like- worth the money. Yeah, like if you're our age too and you grew up watching Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and then Andrew Garfield, if you like it's just a huge sense of nostalgia. It was really really cool to see all that. And then they they tie in storylines like what you were saying they're interacting with each other like, "Oh, so how's your love life?" Or, yeah, are, is like, Tobey Maguire and Kristen Dunst together? Leave a comment and let us know what you like, think. Like we know, yeah, we need to know, right? So, okay, but um uh for Mark and Sean, we'll be back um, you know, next week. Uh, at least me and Mark will, but um for everyone here at the Comic Bookies Podcast, for my wife, this is Mike. Um, Happy New Year. I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas, and hope everyone has a healthy and prosperous uh, 2022. Uh, we're not going anywhere. We'll be here with you every single week to talk uh, sports and comic books. But um, thank you very much, Danielle, for jumping on the show today. My pleasure. And I know you guys have got some fun things for the fans in 2022, and I'm excited to see it. But with great podcasts come great responsibility. <laughs> right. And sometimes I don't want to take that responsibility. But anyways, to give you a quick update too, um, after the week 16 of the super contest, Sean overtook me. He's now a half a game ahead of myself. And uh, Mark is, I think he lost Monday night. So he's like three games behind us. Uh, so very close. We still have two weeks left. So we'll unveil our picks, you know, on Twitter, Instagram uh, in the next couple of days. But um, yeah, for all of us here, um, happy holidays. Uh, Uh, Happy New Year. Um, Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the comics. Enjoy each other. Peace out, everyone. See you all next week. 